Welcome to another episode of Dice Talk. Tonight we have a very special episode planned for you, because this is our fourth and final episode of our Call of Cthulhu miniseries. I would also like to give a special shout out to Tabletop Audio, because they provided the music that I used for this episode. Thanks again for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show. by the power, wisdom, and virtue of the divine knowledge. By the dark void, by the name of the old ones, the root, the trunk, source and origin of all other divine names whence they all draw their life and their power. I exercise you by the name Nilothawetototep, signifying the most excellent bringer of wisdom, his majesty so high and brighter than the stars of the void. I exercise you by the most powerful name of Azaloth, the all-powerful who shall punish the crimes. I exercise you, and I command you absolutely. O demon, in whatever part of the universe you may be, by the virtue of all these names, hear you and obey. That sounds ominous. Just a touch? I'm sure it does, Professor. Probably because, I don't know. They, uh, released a demon on the fucking world. I don't appreciate your very coarse tone. And also, I don't believe in demons. But for the sake of argument, let's presume that they did. I I will be happy to honor my dying friend's wishes by reading off this ritual if we're gonna try and banish some kind of demon. Red Jake stands up and suddenly... And he starts dashing up the stairs. Oh. The moment he notices your attention is turned on these things, it seems that he was faking, laying his head down, and what just a bitch. up the stairs screaming, ah, demons! And then you hear like a door slam outside, and it sounds like he took off. I'm sure that'll take care of itself. Unless one of you want to try to respond to that. No, no, he can just go run off and die. That's his prerogative. Hope he gets eaten. Um... Dang anything off these powders? Um, she's looking at it, and she's looking at the brown powder, uh, identifying it, kind of touching it, putting it on her fingers, like, really feeling the texture of it. And it's just some, uh, sulfur and a little bit of copper oxide are some of the main components of this. It's essentially, like, it essentially is makeup. It's essentially, like, something that's just used to a certain color. Um, you're not sure what the silvery powder is. If you would like to make an occult or a Cthulhu mythos check, though, you may... <laughs> I'm not going to. You can all make one of those if you want. I know about the occult. I research it a lot for my uh, historical purposes. Let's see if I know anything about these uh, ritual components. It's a uh, 54 underneath the 60. So yes, that's a, that's a success. So you're looking at this and you're thinking, 
you don't know what it is for sure, but based on the information you know, because besides Mary and Alan's letter, there were all, there was also like instructions mixed amongst yeah. the sheath paper that said like you must draw the ritual on the ground, you must um, use like draw it on the ground, you must use the correct powder of Benghazi, you must have someone chanting the thing, and then you need to have a watcher to make sure everyone's protected or whatever. That is essentially like what he planned to do, but he said he needs to go to New Orleans to get more more help because he didn't have enough people because he said he can't do it alone. And then you all know he got murdered in New Orleans and was had the weird carvings all over his body, which um, you didn't see the symbols, but it seems ominous nonetheless. And you, though, are thinking this might be the powder of Imbenghazi. Oh, yeah, of Imbenghazi. Okay, so we have everything to do the rituals. Also, I found some spooky cloaks. I give one to each of them. Awesome. What is this? Some kind of crushed velvet? It's, it's very nice. nice. Yeah. Very nice, heavy fabric. I wouldn't want to wear these on a hot night. No, but it's raining but, uh, out, so it works well now, today. It's, it's made of a patented non-wick fabric. Surprisingly breathable. All right. So this, the three of you stand in this pitch black basement. You're putting on these cloaks. You have flashlights. Um, you have Latin ritual uh, inscriptions, and you have a drawing of a nine-pointed star pentagram with a whole bunch of crazy uh, sacred geometry and unholy geometry sprawled amongst it. I'm gonna go over and grab the ladder that was on the floor and um, I'm gonna go okay, can we do this ritual, Professor Jones? I will forever call you Professor Jones if this fucking works. Well, if it doesn't, and you're right about there being monsters, then we're all gonna die anyway, so uh, let's do it. Okay. So, shall we check out the attic first, just to see what's up there? Yeah. Okay. I have my cloak on, I have the box with the stuff in my bag, and I'm, ca- I- I'm gonna carry the ladder upstairs. I'm sure this will be just fine. Possibly go wrong. Nothing bad could ever happen! Nothing. Nothing. This isn't a horror game. So you all go upstairs, um, you walk up the stairs into the main room, you see, like, this the way that the um, attic is where it's located is in that first room. And if you were to go straight below it, you would kind of have to move some of these tables and things a little bit out of the way. But sure enough, it's like right there in the center of the room, just beside the top of the stairs. And so, like, yeah, you definitely feel like this ladder could certainly okay. go up there. And there's even little metal prongs on the edge that are kind of like hooks and you you think like it's like literally in this house for this purpose it's made for this okay i will shake the ladder a little bit to make sure that it's not gonna like fall out from under me and i guess i'm gonna go up i feel like i'm the muscle of this group i have a lot of fighting nope no nobody's making you go first no no uh, no uh... i'm just i'm just saying as db they're like oh yeah you have like a 50 to brawl I think yep, okay. probably be... I'm supposed to be the Indiana Jones muscle here. I mean, I You're got, the Daphne of the group. <laughs> I got a I got a 50 in fight and brawl and 40 in uh, firearms. Well, that's fine. Guns. I'm, I'm well, going up. You're both stronger than me, so have fun. I'm sorry, I have a 60. Have at it. I'll stay I mean, here you with can mine. vote now. Why not you take on the, <laughs> the monster? Yeah, sure. Yeah, why not? You're almost as good as the men now. Really? In the eyes of the law, I, of course, think women can make a valuable contribution to society at all levels. Great save. It's not not a joke. It's 1926. (laughs) 
Alright, I'm going up. I'm going up, Jeremy! With my cloak on okay. and my flashlight and my switchblade. Might I say that cloak looks wonderful on you. Thank you. It's the fa it's very flattering. It's the fabric. <laughs> Thank you. You go up there, you lift the ladder up against the ceiling. It seems like the perfect height. Um, there's little things hanging down where you can connect those latches in so that it has something to lean against before you push open the door. Yeah. Um, you climb up and, I mean, you can see, you notice around it the wooden pane that surrounds the area where the door is you see another set of those very similar looking yet unidentifiable runes that have been carved into the wood um you know that the that the letter mentioned that they had put runes around the attic to try to lock it up there. oh good and they still seem to be present okay well there are symbols up here um I'm gonna open the door. Okay. You push open the door. And you notice immediately it's no light at all coming from there. You guys have been here for a little bit over an hour, so it's definitely around 9, 9.30 now. So it's definitely pitch black outside. Um, it's raining, it's storming. And you push this open. And the moment you open it, you feel a rush of cold air like coming at you from above, like almost like as if in it, like a vacuum seal. And you also hear a noise like that immediately and you feel something swipe at you make a dodge roll <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna close that again I wanna spend some luck and okay. get that down to a 35 so my luck will drop by 6 but I definitely dodge out of the way in order to dodge what you feel and this like loud shrieking noise that like sounds somewhere between a scream and the wind howling literally just let yourself drop. You fall off the ladder onto the ground as like the only way you could possibly dodge this. Okay. And you take three damage as you fall. So you, I mean you are certain there's something up there that <laughs> that made all, and both of you also heard like that probably one of the most horrendous noises you've ever heard. Alright. Absolutely terrible. Yeah, there's something up as there. As soon as that happens, you just Uh, oh, I am I I I'm going back up and closing the door again. And it sounds like someone's like stomping around up top and you hear like screaming. The place is like shaking and there's like sediment kind of coming down in different places. The wind outside, you don't know if it's just like you freaking out or like something's actually reacting. It sounds like you can hear the howling of the wind outside intensifying. Um, and you can start hearing the rain like pitter patting and hitting against the window. And then you literally hear like being louder and louder until you're actually hearing like a tap and you look over and you see on the window it looks like two raccoons and they're like <laughs> and the one of their face seems like it's been rotting away and it has like part of its ribs showing and like you can see part of its skin it's very mangy they look almost like roadkill that's been uh you know brought back and it's like they're literally tapping on the on the window with their little nails <laughs> You start hearing it behind you, beside you, and if you shine around, you'll see at all the windows there's various uh, small critters that are like tapping on the window, and then suddenly you hear one shatters, and then you hear wind coming in, and you see some sort of small figures crawling in through parts of the window all around you. What do you think? I'm hitting something with my hockey stick. Okay, are the doors closed? The back door is still slightly ajar. Okay, is the front door closed? 
Okay, I'm gonna run to the back door and close that as well, to at least... When you run to there, there's a window directly beside it that already was broken. That I... was used to break into the house. Yeah, but I just want to make sure, like, that's not another entrance for them to get into. Yes. Alright, and let's go to initiative. So, Lois runs over, and as soon as you hear that, there's glass shattering. Lois, you see a large, somewhat large uh, animal crawling through the window right at you. It seems like a raccoon. It's coming at you with, like, fangs, and it's, like, half-torn-away mangy face and they look like they literally look like they're decaying um and there's like it's coming at you and then there's like three or four of these uh what look to be raccoons coming in all at once Nevada, what do you do this one's coming right at lois when she ran over the side of the door get away from the nice lady type poison and then i'll take a shot at it Uh, solid one okay so this thing like doesn't try to dodge at all it has no knowledge of your firearms even being there uh, Lois sees the bullet exit through its stomach into the ground, nearly hitting her foot. It doesn't, though, but the thing just keeps coming at you as if anything can happen. What would, uh, what would Lois and Keiko do? Keiko, you go first. I've been doing a lot of stuff this round. I will aim for the one by the uh, the kitchen table type thing. Yeah, I'm going to try and, and uh, swing at this raccoon with my hockey stick. So that is a hard success. Yeah, this one breaks through the window, and you see it scamper into the ground. It scampers under the table, and it starts going towards where you're kind of at. And you just raise that hockey stick above your head, and, I mean, describe it. You kill it. Yeah, I am going full-on, more swinging it almost like a bat than a hockey stick, and just smashing at its head. Yeah, it comes off. It seems like the, the bodies are already partially decomposed, and you... Decapitate it uh, pretty, pretty effortlessly. It seems like um, as you just whooshing. I mean, you're the kind of person that keeps the hockey stick in your car, so you're probably pretty good with it. Maybe the head did go back out the window. Go. Can you all make a sanity check for me? Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. Twenty. So yes, I'm good. Okay, I'm, I'm good. Sanity check. All three of you, just for the whole situation. Yeah, I feel like the whole situation is probably the most fucked up thing you've ever been involved with. Zombie raccoons? <laughs> Definitely. I did not pass. That's a 68. Right. My sanity is 50. Lose one D3 sanity. Let's roll it up. Two sanity. Oh, no! This isn't real. Science will prove otherwise. And, and it kind of makes sense, because didn't weren't you the one that most believed like it's not, yeah, it's not true everybody it's just, except yeah. for Lois was like this isn't a thing um I'm gonna kick the little fucker that's in front of wow. me wow it got it failed it's fight back well I also failed okay so yeah you miss it um and then now it's a yeah stone. oh shit so it's going to jump over as you try to kick it and then it's going to attempt to latch onto your leg okay Back. Okay, so that's a regular success. Fail. Fuck. All right. By a lot. Take three damage. This thing jumps onto your leg, latches on with all four of its appendages, and starts clawing at the back of your calf with its little raccoon, uh, like claws. And then it's trying to gnaw at your shin with its teeth. It hurts a lot. Uh, it feels really, really bad. 
Um, one of the other ones that's in the room is going to scurry across the sleeping bag from behind you, and it's going to attempt to jump onto your back and attack. Okay, I'm gonna um, dodge. What would you like to do? Dodge? Yeah. Fail. Fail. It got a 73, so it also failed. So the dodge wins the tie. Okay. So you manage to dodge it as you just barely see it. This little thing just comes, like, flying past you. Um, jumps up onto the counter, and it's, like, blowing at you. Meanwhile, in the other room, one of them is dead, and the other one starts running straight towards uh, Dr. or Professor Nevada Jones. That's right. You see it running at you and bounding across the floor. It crawls up. Uh, the worn leather chair, and it tries to jump at you for like an aerial strike. Are you going to dodge or fight back? Uh, I'm going to fight back. Yeah, are you trying uh, to shoot it? Yeah, why not? Let's go for the rule of cool and try and shoot it out there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It got a hard success. Uh, I failed. Okay, so you go to like, and you just, by the time you pull up your gun, it's on you. <laughs> it comes <laughs> flying right over your gun and just latches. Uh, up onto essentially your your upper. I'm not gonna say your face, but your upper body, your upper torso, and you take only one damage as it latches onto you. Manages to just drag its claws down your chest before it falls to the ground. It doesn't manage to get a really good hold on you. We go. We go back to you for top of the round. Wow, that really stings! Shoots it in his little furry face. Yeah, I hope you don't accidentally shoot yourself. So yeah, so you're gonna win that exchange. So you're just gonna. <laughs> it's what you just. Said. I'm sorry, it had to come to this. Fatality. There's two left, harassing and attacking Lois in the other room, uh, while the two of you have made easy work of your targets. Keiko, it's your turn. You can probably hear Lois screaming from the other room. Swearing mostly. She's swearing. I'm going to. I'm going to go for the one that's on her leg. Please don't miss. 38, so that's a regular success. I'm going with the hockey stick. <laughs> don't follow through. Don't follow through too much. Oh, yeah. Just, like, getting the... Oh, really? Just okay. the one? <laughs> yeah, roll. Just, you know, going right in there like you're trying to get out from between the other guy's skates. Just separate the raccoon from her leg. You're going to feel the brush as I remove it, but... Did you only deal one damage? Yeah, only one damage. Okay, so you... And it, like, gets stuck in kind of the partially rotted skin. And you pull it out, and you're lucky. It's almost like you probably held back a little bit because you didn't want to, like, full exactly. cor- like chop her leg after you just didn't decapitated one of these. Yeah. Um, so you, it, you heard it, and it lets out, like, a screech, but you don't uh, take it out completely. Did I separate it from her? Yes, it fell to the ground. It's like, and there's the other one up on the table right beside her. It okay. is now your turn, Lois. I ha- I'm gonna pull out my switchblade. I'm gonna stab the motherfucker on the table. Okay. Hopefully, it's a raccoon. I'd be scared, like a rabid raccoon <laughs> with like a hand knife. I'd be so scared. Yeah, a hockey stick maybe a little better. Get some sure. more reach. <laughs> Fail. I do not want to. Oh, I've been rolling over 80 to, this entire time. It's going to fight back. It's successful. Great. Come at me, bitch. So it is 
it's coming at you, and it you get a stab at your hand, and as you get close, it just bites down onto your wrist. So before you can even get to it, because these things are bigger yeah. than cats, okay? This thing, like most cats, this thing is going to easily lurch forward, and especially since it has no regard for its own safety, just easily like bite those tiny little uh, canine hunter scavenger fangs into your wrist. And you're going to take three damage. Okay, listen. I am at three hit points. I'm gonna die. Yeah, she has gotten multiple wounds all over her from these little zombified And falling from the ladder. And falling. It's been a bad, like, 30 seconds. Do you think it's too late to get Jake in on this ritual? You hear a noise, and then suddenly one of the doors swings open, and almost just as you say that, you see the shadow of a person standing outside, and they wander in, and you see Jake, and it looks like one of his arms is bent backwards. You see that his wound is leaking all over his chest, and he has, like, a chunk missing from his neck. His eyes have this glazed-over white look to them, and he's... Which door did he come in, Jeremy? It's the front door, and he's coming right from behind Professor Professor Jones. You're probably, like, eight feet away from him. I mean, you know he's coming. You definitely saw it. And he's he looks to be in the same state as these critters. I was worried that it was going to be the back door, and there I am. (laughs) Um, But that is the end of the undead monster's turn. So it's back up to... Professor Jones. I always knew it would come to this. No, you didn't. You didn't believe they Finish were real. Finish the job. Finish the job, I said, and you all stopped me. He's having flashbacks I to the war. I told you he was a minor hobo. All right, I'm going to shoot him in the face. It's just, it's just him thinking about the war. Finish the job. <laughs> that is an 80. That is an extremely poor fail. An eight, An 80? 80, yeah. To shoot him? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, actually, it's not a melee attack, and he doesn't have a ranged weapon, so he doesn't get a fight back, according to rules. Two, two shots left. Oh, wow. All right. You. He didn't even try to dodge. It's, it's like it, it, it didn't notice. He's just continuing to come towards you. All right. Now we go to Lois and Keiko. Who would like to act first? There are two of these zombified raccoons, one on the ground, one on the it's... table. Turn. I'm gonna go ahead and smash at the one on the ground again. Ah, uh, that's a miss. All right, you miss, and yeah, it just it's just moving so fast on the ground that you're like essentially like just slashing at the ground with this hockey stick, and it keeps managing to dodge your attack. You can always run away. Run is an action, and Call of Cthulhu, you were next to a door, but all these things also. Oh, wait, I could use luck, couldn't I? Yes, you can spend luck. Fuck it, I'm gonna use okay. luck get that one on the okay. floor. Nice! Nice! So she's going to spend some luck um, to succeed, and then you get your critical hit, which is automatic max damage. Alright, Keiko, so what are you doing with this, uh... I guess you're rolling to... Su- you're going to spend luck to succeed, right? Yes, spending luck to succeed. Five damage. I am trying to get the head into the fireplace. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you come up right behind it. And just whooshing, one swing. It's just like, it's just like you know, back when you played hockey in, in I guess, high school before coming to Miskatonic University. Bam! Right into the goal. The head comes right off of its neck and disappears into the uh, ashen fireplace. But now we are back at Lois. 
Lois, you do what? What does this look like when you do this finally? I feel like she's just so frustrated because of how many times these little fuckers have bit her that she just manically, like, stabs it repeatedly, like, in the head. She's just like... Okay. Yeah, after it bites your wrist, you just simply exchange hands with the dagger and just stab it in the top of the head, like, four times. You feel the fangs stop with their pressure, and then it just falls limp and... I take it and throw it out the window. Okay. Get out there, motherfucker! You just throw it out, and, uh... You're probably relieved momentarily, but you hear behind you a... And you turn and you see Jake with his flayed red skin and now more injuries and these white, empty-looking eyes walking towards Professor Jones with his arm outstretched. Professor Jones fires. He just falls on the ground dead. This is the way it had to be, Jakey. I told you ladies I should have finished the job earlier. You should never doubt me again. I will always doubt you, Professor I'll keep it out of your permanent record. As you see his corpse drop to the ground with that bolt hole in his head, uh, even though he was like a zombie, you saw him just moments before, and even though he was crazy, he was a human being, and you saw that he was a scared person, so I think a sanity check is in order. Uh, I passed that with (laughs) ease. A three. He's like, fucking Fuck. I failed. I knew all along he was a dangerous homeless man. <laughs> um, no, I failed. Okay, you both lose one sanity. Yeah. While Professor Jones remains unshaken. <laughs> Do you know how many people I had to kill to liberate all those artifacts? Okay, I think... Oh, I'm bleeding. Okay, I think... Uh, we need to set up the ritual before I die? What's gonna I don't know what's happening. Can I do first aid on her? Yes, you can run over and attempt to do first aid. Ow, 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 ow! She's attempting, but she's like, it's just too bad. They're all over. Like, it's not like before we can just tie a tourniquet and stop from one source. There are scratches and gashes all over your wrist, on your back, all over your leg, which has been severely damaged, especially on the back side where it was going at it, your knee from where it was biting you. You just have these... These cuts, which in all honesty need to be checked for rabies for certain. I told you about the rabies. Why don't you have a seat? Crazy rabies um, hobos. We'll we'll work on this. Uh, I guess we draw it on the floor. But there needs to be three of us. Which which thing is the the? I'll be the watcher. Be the watcher. Yeah. Do you want me to read the Latin? I don't know Latin. I I guess I have to read the Latin then. So you go do the drawing. Yeah, I'll I'll draw. Yeah, sure. I pull out the stuff in my bag as well and hand it to you. So that you have the stuff to draw it, but you'll also I feel have like the powder that we need. Like, language and skill to copy it. <laughs> this is going to be difficult with this accent. Oh, spirits, you I exercise by the power, wisdom, and virtue, by the divine knowledge, by the dark void, by the name of the old ones, the root, trunk, source and origin of all the other divine names whence they all draw their life and power. I exercise you by the name Nyalatotatapapapa signifying the most excellent bringer of wisdom. His majesty so high and brighter than the stars of the void. The banging continues. It gets louder and louder as you begin reading. I exercise you by the most powerful name of Azazoth, the all-powerful, who shall punish the crimes. I exercise you when I command you absolutely, O demon, in whatsoever part of the universe you may be, by the virtue of all these names, 
hear you and obey. Um, and you continue to read it again and again, and you're repeating it louder and louder. And as you're reading it, the banging is when you start hearing the suddenly the um, trap door above you flings open, echoing as it thumps across the ceiling somewhere above you into the other side of the attic. Um, the screaming just immediately the volume doubles as like it's now open and you guys all feel this extremely cold air starting to rush out it is actively causing all the papers and things to flicker and fly around the room the um, rituals that you're the ritual paper that you're reading off of is, is slapping in your hands and it seems like suddenly you'll see some sort of amorphous shape revealing itself out of there. It almost looks translucent in some ways. It looks like a shadow, like you can barely see it, and then it's gone. It's hard to put a form to it. Um, up above you, as you're reading, Dr. Jones, and this thing is coming right oh, above you, you can you make out its shape. It's almost like you can only see like, parts of it at a time. By the divine um, but you see it coming right the for you, void. and By the name this of the old like, liquid the is going to Two damage immediately as it starts burning your face, and this lets out this loud shriek. You feel this force move through you, nearly knocking you down, but it goes, and you see that it buckles against the side of the circle that you are also standing inside. So we'll roll initiative, and then are you going to continue reading? Yeah, I guess I have to. Okay, it seems like it's trapped you The circle itself is maybe about four feet wide. Um, four feet in diameter, and yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Keiko is like, um, I mean, what are you doing? Or are you just staying on the ground with the with the powder and all that? Give that to you guys. Oh, I guess that would be me. Are you visible? I I throw a pitch, flick some at it. I, yeah, I flick some at it. I I don't know how to do this. Like there weren't instructions other than use this. So I will. Grab a pinch of it and I you by the most okay. Yeah, you kind of pick up this powder and blow like a dust cloud at it. The thing lets out another loud shriek. This time it sounds almost pained uh, rather than uh, intimidating. I mean, it's still intimidating, but it doesn't seem like that's its intent. It seems like it's a response. And suddenly this thing is dusted with this powder. Uh, for the first moment, you are able to identify what you might wish that you left um, unseen as you see this essentially a torso that has uh, no body below its waist it seems to turn into just some sort of ethereal like tail Um, it goes up you see like this large very uh, muscular looking humanoid other than the fact that its head which almost seems like a moving flame. It seems somewhere between like a, a, a human face and an actual moving flame. It has that same ethereal quality to it that the rest of its body has. Um, and it also has these blazing red eyes. As soon as the powder is blown on it, you see this face that it opens up what seems like this endless maw of just like jagged teeth and it seems almost like its mouth itself is like this abyss of pure darkness. You get filled with dread just looking at it. Um, you can all make, you can attempt to make a Cthulhu Mythos check if you would like to try to identify it, but unless you get lucky, I do not think you'll be able to know what this is. Some sort of supernatural being uh, that you would assume is malicious and intent. And it looks absolutely horrifying. Everyone make a sanity check upon first gazing upon it. 
Critical success. I rolled a one. I succeeded. Alright. Nevada Jones, it was a D10 and you only lose one sanity because you're a fucking madman. Uh, it turns its attention straight towards you. You're reading this chant louder and louder and it just starts to scream. It rushes at you with these long, jagged claws and it's rushing straight towards you. You have nowhere to run as you're both confined into this very, very small space. And it is going to dig its claws directly into you. Are you going to attempt to dodge or fight? I'm going to try and dodge and keep up the chanting, I suppose. Uh, so that's a 35. That's a failure, but I'm going to spend some luck. Um, I'll tell you this, it has a hard a success. success, so you would have to spend enough to get a hard success, so it's oh, up to you, so if you don't want to waste okay. it, no, I won't bother, I'll just take the hit. Take now. five damage, as you feel these claws that don't cut into you as much as they seem to pass through you, it doesn't break the skin, but they stab directly into you. They're so long that you feel them come out your back. They're easily a foot long, but they don't actually pierce your physical skin. Uh, for lack of a better description, you almost feel like it targeted your soul instead of your body, and you just let out this shriek as it is attacking your essence. Um, you all see it pass right through it, and even though it looks like it didn't damage his body, the way he screams, you're certain that he's, he took a lot of he, he's in pain. Yeah, he starts like coughing up blood. It starts like dripping down his chin. Um, he like his like you can just tell like it's is like he just got impaled essentially, and the thing is screaming right into your face, <laughs> and you just feel almost like that black maw of a mouth, like this void, as if it could just suck you in. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. As yeah. If it's targeting um, your very essence. Is it, uh, Nevada Jones? Is your gun outside of the ring or is it on you? It's gonna suck me off. Shit. Um, I'm gonna throw a layup at the thing. I don't want to step into the circle. I just want to attack it from afar. That's a six. So that's a okay. extreme success. Right, you look around the room and you're like, yeah, there's a lamp. Why didn't we even attempt to turn these on? And you just pick it up and you just hurl it at this thing. You pick it up, you're, and it's like a, one of the ceramic lamps, so like it's pretty heavy, and you throw it at it, and it, it, this lamp seems to pass through the circle just fine. Hits it in the back, and even though it is like semi-ethereal, it, it manages to hit it, and it has a response. It shatters against the back of this thing's head, and it just momentarily looks back at all of you, and you see like it do that scream once again. That just... And now you're getting to see what he's been staring into, this, like, horrifying maw that really looks like a void. Like, it really, it's like, uh, it's almost, like, mesmerizing. Like, you stare at it, and you feel like it's taking you away uh, just by looking at it. But you hit it, and you definitely damaged it, and it definitely is aware now. It's almost like it wasn't even aware that you two were there until now uh, because it was targeting him. I'm gonna keep chanting. Can I also hit it with my hockey stick? I exercise you and I command you absolutely. A success! 
Okay, so you come up behind it. It is not going to fight back. It's too busy uh, trying to destroy him. So you just come up right behind it, hit it with that hockey stick. So you roll damage. Three. As you run up, you hit it with the back, and you have the two of you have now completed your second round of having fully read through the ritual. Um, but you continue to chant it uh, again and again, and let's see, so that it, you have done seven damage to it between the two attacks. Uh, you don't know, you know what it has, but you can know that much. So you have hit it twice, and it does seem like physical attacks are damaging it now. Um, all right, it goes to you. Professor Jones, are you just? What are you going to do? It's it's literally impaling you with its claws. I'm gonna try and I'm gonna stick my my gun in its mouth and uh, try and shoot it in the mouth. Uh, six damage. And then it just goes right through the back of its head. It it definitely seems like it damaged it. It's like the back opens up before sealing back shut. And you said uh, six damage. Um, this thing is angry. It turns at you, and it's going to, out of its mouth, eject this uh, acid-like substance directly at you. And it hits you, and you take two acid damage, and you feel the splatter just burning you suddenly. It's burning in your skin. You're like, ah! And you're looking, and your skin is starting to peel and turn red. It almost looks like you have a superior knowledge. It does that, it ejects that like acid-like uh, vomit towards you, and then... Someone has a dog in his I'm gonna... Is he close enough to the circle that I could just reach in without stepping into the circle to stab him? Um, yeah, his back is towards you. I mean, it's just... I mean, you could... Yeah, like, you could stab him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna run up behind yeah, him. Yeah, they're like just slow dancing in the circle. Run up and stab him in the back. Uh, that is a Oh wow! So you do max damage. Extreme success. I exercise So with my knife, it is a one d four plus one plus I guess it's five. Okay. It's max damage. You run over with your Sitchblade and you just start stabbing into its back. It seems fleshy enough to you. And um, the two of them keep reading the ritual louder and louder. Dr. Jones, you feel like you're starting to grow weak. You're using all your power. Like, you're not even holding yourself up anymore. The the claws that are through you are, like, holding you up. And you are just, like, trying your best to continue to chant this, this ritual. And suddenly you'll feel this thing start to go limp. And after about the third or fourth time you all repeat this, it starts screaming. <laughs> it starts generating this bright glow as its flame-like body starts getting warmer and warmer. All of you start feeling its actual heat coming off of this creature. The, the claws that are through you are burning as they are stabbing through you. Um, and this thing is just like screaming and screaming and screaming and it's and then suddenly you just see its face start to like cave in on itself and it slowly starts diminishing and letting out this terrified uh, just moan as it's just like and the room goes silent the wind stops howling the rain outside suddenly moves into a natural calm and you are left with this uneasy feeling of peace 
and silence. You look around, the ritual on the ground, the drawing of the um, pentagram is still present, and all that's left is just like this almost unbelievable memory of what just happened. Like this last five minutes of your life is unlike anything you've ever experienced. Nevada Jones stumbles back, falls against that armchair. He's laying in it the wrong way, and he's just bleeding all over it. And you, he's bleeding out his mouth, though. Though There are no visible wounds on his chest. His clothing is undamaged. I'm hurt so bad. I'm, I'm going to try some first aid again. Just give me a cigarette. <laughs> That'll help. And you feel the pain is gone, but like there's still the ache of like a wound. Like you, like you can tell you're not being impaled anymore, but it feels like a real wound would, as if someone just finally pulled out the knives. And as the three of you are in this empty, abandoned farm, you see the dead body of Jake laying on the ground. You see four dead raccoons that look more like roadkill than living animals with their their ribs and their various body parts laying around the room, especially the ones that uh, Keiko got a hold of. And you now find yourself finishing finishing some work that hasn't been undone in over 60 years. And you think that you're lucky to just be alive but perhaps, perhaps you saved the world, and I guess you'll never know, because you sent that thing back to wherever it came from. Let's get our story straight, ladies. <laughs> we inherited this place from a dear friend, and were attacked by a murderous hobo and rabid animals. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Please let me go to a hospital. I just wanted to take some time and say thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope that you enjoyed our Call of Cthulhu miniseries as much as we did. Do you have an idea for a show? Or perhaps a guest that you'd like us to interview? We want to hear about it. You can send us comments, questions, or just say hi by going to DiceTalkPod.com. There you can stay up to date on all of the latest Dice Talk news and streaming schedules. Also, be sure to go to MajesticGoose.com where you can check out all the awesome tabletop shows that we offer on the network. If you want to find us on social media, you can do so on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search Dice Talk and start following us today. You can also get in touch with us by sending us an email to DiceTalkShow at gmail.com. And if you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a review. Leaving us a review lets us know exactly how you feel about the show, and it really is the best way that you can help us right now. Don't forget to tell your friends about us and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. I'll talk to you next time on Dice Talk. A Majestic Goose Podcast. From the city that brought you Kentucky Fried Chicken, Sluggers, and Muhammad Ali comes Roll for Weird, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast. Join Philbert Fogel, Doomsday Prepper and Expert. I mean, I'm kind of like the linchpin that's keeping everything together in the group. Laysath, the Divine, and the Sensible. And I still owe him my life, so 
I would have to end yours. It would be a mess. Shadow, the edgy initiate. I trust him with my life. I don't know if I trust him with, you know, my bank account or my car or something like that. Misty Charlotte Paladino, spellslinger and trench coat enthusiast. But I haven't set anything on fire that I haven't meant to set on fire. Silas Lancaster, elderly vampire. There's only one Philbert. They broke the mold when they made Philbert. And Dragonbait as the Creeper Keeper. Silas, get back in your room! Roll for Weird on Twitch. Streaming monthly. New podcast episodes every other Friday. Available on Apple or wherever you find your podcasts.